Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. We are back with another episode of the Talk On Podcast after Liverpool thrashed West Ham 4-1 at Anfield. Here to talk with me about this victory i have jeff hallett jeff what's going on good to be back this win streak we're on kind of nice yeah something like uh only what one loss in 19 i feel like something like that so it's it's uh it's looking really good right now a lot of positivity around the club yep and we also have i think it's been what anthony almost about two years now we have uh yeah, anthony kanga in the house again it's good to talk to how you how are you doing mate how are you doing how are we doing good to see you yeah good to have you back thanks man. i mean you can't see him but <laughs> it's good to be here though i'm keen to Don't talk worry, about I, the boys i know you you still got those long locks i know we're good we're all set <laughs> um gentlemen before we get started and get into the match we're gonna go ahead and get go to jeffrey for some some jeffrey news <laughs> jeffrey news no this is not mom and dad don't pay attention for this part so what we're trying to do every week is bring back a retro since anthony's back and he was on pod 20 years ago or however long it's been <laughs> at that time we used to pull out a few headlines that were relevant to the week. So I'll do that, add some headlines that were notable on Twitter, whatnot. And without further ado. So first of all, Nathaniel Klein, does anybody remember that name? (laughs) Oh yeah. How is he? Started for the U23s against Stoke city. So he's on two feet. Yeah. It's good to have him back. Yeah. Kind of positive. And related to that, Klopp is praising his sudden depth at both fullback positions. So uh, Trent is kind of the future at right back, backed up by Klein, and then he his first signal that Gomez might move back to center back. See, I, I yeah. don't know if Trent's for the future. I think he's now. I, I like him right now, to be honest with you. The future and the now. Yeah, yeah correct. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, Klein's established, but... Oh, Alexander, Arnold, he's just been killing it, man. I, I'm loving those crosses he's whipping in. He's looking good. He's looking good. Yeah, he's he's looking really good. Um, it is it is weird to have all this depth suddenly at mm. at fullback this season, though. When we when I feel like we haven't had it in a while, <laughs> yeah, we're depth. not used to it, are we? You know, it's definitely yeah, exactly. It's it's definitely good to see him back, Jeff. I know you know a lot of people, even you know, whether they're a prisoner of the moment or they believe like Anthony, you know, that you know Trent is the way to move forward. It's it's good to have him back as a reliable option, whether he starts or not. Um, just just good to have. You know, he's. When, when he's fit and in form, arguably a top three right back in the league. Right. It's like the perfect mix between his attacking sense, his ability to distribute the ball forward and his ability to defend. And he's got both. And Klopp distinguishes between that type of right back and a Gomez that is more defensive. And Gomez, his rightful place will be back at center back, hopefully. Yeah, that's huge that you mentioned that, by the way, and that, that he said that. I think we're all really excited to hopefully see Big Joe back at center back. Yeah, so good headline in case everybody was wondering where Joe Gomez was. <laughs> so in the third notable story, the third and final, Paul Joyce reported earlier this week on Twitter that Klopp's shopping list for the summer includes goalkeeper for all the Allison fans out there. Number six, ooh, 
who could that number six be replacing? Hopefully not Emerson. I mean, mm. I, you don't want him to leave, but odds are he will. Stevie let it slip. He's out, man. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, I saw that. So it, all of those so goalkeeper number six to replace Emre theoretically, and then an attacking mid finally in the summer to replace Coutinho. But okay, with Emre Chan, with him leaving, and, and the whole number six, whatever is out. Are we really going to bring someone in if we got Nabil Keita what on on his way? I mean, it, it, is there yeah, any- it depends, Anthony. I mean, it's it, Keita for me is more of a box to box than a holding, and I mean, you never know with Klopp if he's going to stick with the four three three, maybe go back to a four two three one and have mm-hmm. Keita with somebody else sitting as a pivot. But I, I think, I mean, while Keita can play in that deep lying role, mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that's his best position. So my hope, I mean, I know there is the, obviously the Jorginho. Um, link and he's more of like a, a regista you know more of a um playmaker especially w- would be useful against mm-hmm. the the teams that tend to sit back so trying to break them down um so you know maybe he would be the deepest lying midfielder in that role while you'd have someone like you know keita and an ox or keita and genie next to him doing a lot of the grunt work but uh, i mean jeff knows and and i'm sure you know we t- probably talked about this last time you were on you know two years ago is that Liverpool are just missing that central defensive midfielder. So yep. I, I really hope they bring in someone maybe like an Ndidi or uh, someone who can just really cover the back four, especially with how susceptible the back line is. Yeah, no, you're spot on there. Yeah, Klopp has spent a lot of time talking about competition at every position, left back being a prime example between Robertson and Moreno. And then you've got a right back with T- Alexander-Arnold and on occasion Joe Gomez. And then you got Klein coming back to the max, shifting Gomez centrally. You know, competition at the fullback spots makes all the sense in the world. You wonder about the goalkeeper position because, a, you finally have a productive Carrius. Mm. He's in a good, in a good way. He's in a good way. Um, <laughs> given the incentive from Klopp, we've talked about this, and you know, it's his job to win. If they buy an Allison at the summer, what do you do? He's top five keeper in the world. Allison doesn't sit, but then again, Carrius, you know, we've had goalkeeper situation in the best state. Arguably it's been since Klopp's been here. Yeah. What do do you do? What do you do? I don't know. I would, I think if you have the ability to go get Allison, you just go get him. I mean, if you have the ability to go get a top five, top 10, arguably goalkeeper in the world, you go get him. And I know Carrius has improved and we're all looking forward to seeing what he can do for the remainder of the season. But I mean, maybe I know we've mentioned this somewhat before, you know, it was with Minule and Kerry. So obviously different situation, not as good as keepers. But if you were to have, you know, obviously the hope is for us to finish in the top four this season, maybe have one of them designated for the Champions League or maybe one of them designated for all the other cups besides the Champions League and league. You need two good goalkeepers on your roster for sure. And knowing that Mignolet is on his way out and Ward, you would think, would want to be on the way out, not getting any minutes. Sure. I would have no problem with going to spend whatever Klopp feels like he needs to spend. And yes, it may halt Karius's development a little bit, but that's what I guess the remainder of the season is to see. And and I, I know that's tough because there's a lot of you know pre-contracts that happen all the time in, in soccer, um, and uh, you know especially in, in, in Europe. So... <laughs> Either way, I, I, you know, I, I don't think anyone would would sit here and tell you like, oh, you know, we only we should just keep Carrius because we have a good goalkeeper on the roster. No, you, you go get one of the best in the world if you can. Yep. So that that's it. Those are my three headlines for the week. 
There right. we go. Well done. I'm pumped to have that back, Jeff. It brings up some good conversation too around the league, and so I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward again to to having that each week and talking about maybe a little bit other uh, topics other than Liverpool <laughs> um, because there's just there's too much positivity and we need to work some negativity. <laughs> there the you go. Yeah, competition at Can't all be good. Can't yeah, all be just, good. <laughs> there's there's too much positive news right now around the Reds, and it's uh it's a little bit abnormal. But we're just gonna go ahead and continue that goalkeeper talk. We're gonna get back into it. Carius has established himself. I know we're talking about competition in all places. Uh, and, you know, he doesn't have it right now. He's been told he's the number one goalkeeper for the rest of the season. I think it's shown a lot, Anthony, that, you know, Klopp says, hey, here you go, man. You, the, the pipes are yours. You get in between the sticks and see what you can do. And it feels like he's playing a lot more loose. I mean, some of these saves he's making are absolutely incredible. Yeah, well, he's 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 bloody earned it, you know. What he only got the starts in the Champions League games, and and you see how well we've done in the Champions League. I, you know, I, I can't believe how well we're doing at the moment, and it just goes to show that you know you you work hard enough, and the manager trusts in you, and and there you go. Um, and as well, I've been getting so sick of you know Klopp and you know all, all our past managers juggling goalkeepers. And it's good to finally have someone that will know whether or not he's going to perform well from now to the end of the season or not. It's just good to know that we have someone that's just going to be in between the sticks and we don't have to worry about, is it going to be him or him this week, you know? Oh, yeah, that makes a huge difference. And I think that makes a huge difference, Jeff, for the back line. You know, Van Dyke coming in, maybe it gives a little bit more, or I think we know it gives a little bit more, uh, you know, stability. And uh, I would say the back four is a little bit more calm than normal with him back there. But it also helps Karius out. And I think Karius has helped Van Dyke out a little bit as well with the way they play, complements each other. You know, Karius being that kind of sweeper keeper. Uh, but specifically just this game, I mean, that, that save against Arnautovic, I think in general in the past couple of games, he's really come into his own. Yeah, that world, if it was to me, uh, that, that save was world-class off of Arnautovic. And yeah, sure, we let one pass primarily because of Emery's mistake. Their one goal with Antonio off off the bench seconds finds the back of the net, but that that was a world class save and he's in that kind of form. I want to see it continue. Yeah, and listen, he was ranked like we said. He was highly rated in Germany before we got him, and so I think now he's really starting to let that show. And I'm glad that you know, as we've mentioned, Klopp is now giving him the ability to showcase his talents at least for the remainder of the season. And there's going to be some crucial games. I mean, this is going to, I think this is going to tell us a lot about Karius as a player, you know, mentally as well, because, you know, coming into a top four run, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. Obviously, the Champions League games are huge for his career. He hasn't had that before. So, you know, this, the remainder of the season is going to tell us a lot about the, this, the goalkeeping situation we will have going into the summer. I think we all know that, that Mignolet is out. So long may continue for, for Loris because, you know, I want to give him a keeper regardless, and I'd much rather have Loris do really well and then be able to push that next goalkeeper who comes in as well. So uh, we'll move on, Jeff. I'll come back to you for the, the back four. I mean, I thought an excellent, excellent game by both of our fullbacks. Uh, their their crossing has been excellent. Uh, I mean, Andy might have been the best player on the pitch that game. He was he, he just he had an excellent game, and um, I mean. They're they're in form. Listen, like all of our fullbacks, like we had mentioned before in the introduction, I mean, they're all in form right now. And it's amazing to see because of the system Klopp runs and the overlapping and the chances that they're helping create from uh, wide areas. 
it's what we need for um, the, the lethal guys up front. Without question. So Robertson, you mentioned week in and week out gives it both forward, his pace, his creativity, his ability to cross the ball in in key moments, a couple crosses right in front of Bobby should have buried one. Like there are a number of different situations that were super threatening and mm-hmm. we, we've just been seeing him as he's gotten the consistent run of games, his confidence is there, like all power to him. It's tough for Moreno hasn't been able to get, you know, other than late minutes, you know, stoppage minutes kind of participation. So hopefully he sees a little bit more time, but Robertson's long to give up that role. And then you've got Alexander Arnold, Joey, you mentioned it, such quality. He's so good on the ball, with the ball. So, you know, in terms of recycling, getting it back, playing it back through, carry us up through the middle, through the sides, or attacking forward. I mean, he's like an equal counterbalance to Robertson on the right side. He's building that relationship with more consistency. The, The attack is taking a hell of a time to get this good, right, this late in the year. Yeah, we're we're flying at this point in the year, which is a, a tough point in the season to be doing so. So, uh, you know, a lot of that does come down to the fullbacks, Anthony. And uh, we all know your love for for Trent and how excellent he's been, and how you think he's for the now moving forward. Mm. Uh, in terms of Andy, I mean, just it, you could say Albie got injured at the wrong time because Andy comes in and he it just looks like he doesn't want to give up that spot. Like it was almost like he feels like he was born to to be the liverpool left back i mean it seems like a sensible guy yeah no uh, he's, well he's coming, I, I agree with you there I, I i'd say you know yeah no go ahead go ahead no no i'm, I'm just it just seems like you know as much as i love alberto moreno um, <laughs> and and i have no problem with him if ever he ever starts there is something about andy robertson there are some intangibles there that just make you feel like he was born to play for liverpool just the passion he has uh, you know, yeah, well, you know, you see it against Everton. You see it against, I believe, it was United. You, it just, it feels like he was meant to be in the side. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. And, and with um, with Robertson, I he he he's on the wrong flank, but but he kind of reminds me of um Steve Finnan, just just a little lad, but gives his all. He's always running down that that bloody uh, that bloody flank, and it's good to see. Um, but also in relation with with Moreno, like I. I'm the same. I've always kind of backed Moreno. I've loved seeing him go forward. Um, but with, with Robertson, he, he goes forward, but he's got that stability that you just don't quite have with Moreno. And I think that's the, that's the real kicker for me. So I, I kind of want to see him starting more games and starting those Champions League games as well. Yeah, and before we, we move on from Andy, just got to mention, I mean, there are obviously no players perfect, and Andy has had some moments so far in, his, in the early days of his Liverpool career. But mm-hmm. there is something that seems like he gets a pass already. Like if Alberto Moreno were to have some of the mistakes that Andy has had, mm-hmm. then Alberto would have gotten slated. And, you know, maybe that is working to to Andy's benefit where he comes in and it's kind of like, I think most fans wanted him to at least work his way in, or a lot of them did. Um, and, you know, he, he, you're kind of already the scapegoat for Liverpool is kind of already at that left back position. So maybe that helps him out a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know, either way, it's it's nice to have again, <clears throat> you know, competent fullbacks. And quick note: if you think of the business that we did for him, we paid whole eight million, yeah. and they paid what was it, eight million for Kevin Stewart. So essentially, it was a swap deal with Kevin Stewart. 
which just looks to be one of the best deals. Yeah, we've done one all right of the best there. pieces of business that Liverpool have, have done in a, in a while. So um, it truly is looking like one of the better left backs in the league so far this season. I'm really happy with how he's been playing. Anthony, I'll go right back to you. Mm. Uh, how do you think the big verge has been for us so far? Oh, I still feel like haven't seen enough of him. Just haven't seen enough of him. I mean, you know, we all know what he's capable of. We know who he is. You know, he's the big boy. He's, he's, he's going to be controlling that back line. Um, I'm just excited to see more because we haven't seen more. But also, uh, uh, is Klopp going to let him take free kicks? Because I, I want to see him, you know, score some know, of those free I kicks, man. So bad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, uh, it's weird. We don't really... I, I guess when Milner's playing, he might be taking the short free kicks, but yeah. then Emre might be taking the long. Like I don't know. It's weird. I do. I completely agree with you, though. I'd love to see uh, him get behind the ball and, mm. and lace one in the back. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, um, with Coutinho out of the picture, like who who really is there to do it? You know. Exactly. It, it, Coutinho left. You know, a, a lot of gaps in the squad for sure in mm. terms of the uh, the ability that he had. Mm. Um. So the hope is is that maybe Van Dyke is, is practicing on the training pitch right now. I mean, I know Firmino is decent. You, you would hope that maybe Salah, now that we're on the topic, that's something that he adds to his game now if he wants to take himself to kind of that elite level in terms of, you know, an all-round player, not just scoring goals and assists, but like, you know, adding maybe – he's already getting pretty good at crosses. Or, you know, obviously had the one to Emre this game for the goal, mm. and it's helping his assist number, but – Hopefully he gets good at the dead ball situations because we could really use uh, a specialist again um, now that Coutinho left and, and hopefully Van Dyke is that guy. Well, I uh, don't want to ask too much of Salah though. He's, he's doing a good job for us. I wouldn't want to jinx ask it. Ask the world if <laughs> he can put it all on his back. That's what's what he's been doing. So, um, Jeff, Matip's partner this this or sorry, VVD's partner this game. Matip. <laughs> you knew what uh, you meant. What, what did you think of his overall performance? So Matip is decent on the ball. He's not Van Dyke good. You know, he doesn't have that authority and have the, the athleticism to get out of tackles, get out of situations, plus the body. I mean, Van Dyke's just a monster, 6'4", like enormous and glides like, I don't know, you know, some, some you know, awesome athlete in the 40 yard dash. I mean, he's just so fast. Uh, so Matip is okay on the ball. Um, I don't think the partnership, I can't even believe I'm saying this is, it's tight between he and Van Dyke as Lovren and Van Dyke are, and it could be just the run of games. So Matip seems to get a fixture once every couple of weeks at this point. He's not regular. So I, I think that's got his confidence down. And I think it showed again here. I mean, there's no catastrophic mistakes. We didn't have any, any Lovren mistakes that led to goal. The only situation really you could point to was Jean and trying to push it with Robertson, Kieran forward. You know, he tried to force it, got blocked, and should have been a foul, wasn't. And that's the trick of the counterattack and the goal. But yeah, I mean, he was good enough, but not not the best on the pitch, clearly. Yeah, you know, something that I noticed this game with the the partnership um, was that, you know, and we've seen it before, is they're, they're pretty similar. Their game is pretty similar, and I think we all know that we are going to be looking for a partner for Van Dyke. You know, having Matip as a third choice is, is I think, a, a very solid, that means you have a very solid, uh, you know, the center backs on your team, I guess, uh, that, that core group of guys. 
you know, if he's number three and let's say Gomez is number four, maybe even get another one. And I mean, that, that would be solid. So what I did notice though, is Van Dyke just makes everybody better. I didn't think Motip had as bad of a game as a lot of other people thought. Um, you know, it wasn't his best game, but I mean, you can't really necessarily blame him for the goal because that was kind of Emery giving the ball away and just led to, you know, an Antonio breakaway right there. So other than that, it would have been a clean sheet. Um, again, like what what you said is I, I do think they need some more time together, some more minutes to, to really assess this. And that's why I'm hoping that he gets more minutes than Lovren before the end of the season. I think Klopp is mixing it up right now to see who is ending up, you know, working best with VVD right now. Um, but just going back to the big guy back there, I mean, he's so calm on the ball. He almost, even in, on that, uh, the, the play I was just talking about where, where Antonio took the ball on the counter, uh, got, got the pass and, and ended up scoring, Van Dyke made up all that ground, still got back to try and get a block in, and it went through his legs. So just seeing his pace, he just has the all-around game. He's got the recovery pace. He was pinging, you know, 40, 50 yard balls like it was nothing. I mean, he, he has that in his game too, if nothing's available short. And it, it's just so awesome to see that big guy back there and the fact that, that he's ours and, and chose us. And uh, I mean, lo- yeah, well, he's probably the just- most comfortable center back I've seen um, in our team since like Skirtle or Aga, you know, and. A bit, a bit of stability. Maybe not Skirtle. Um, <laughs> I I, no, no, no. As, as, as soon as I said it, I was like, wait, what have I done there? It's cool. Um, we can edit it out. It's fine. For sure. <laughs> well, hopefully you can score goals like Skirtle did. Yeah, right. Skirtle had like seven that one season. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like even Klopp said, you know, he's, he's not fully fit yet. Um, you know, you're going to see the best out of him next season. And I, I truly believe that as well. Maybe he can make up for all the missed headers that Matip's had this season. So. <laughs> set piece specialist Mati yeah we'll go ahead and I can't believe we're moving on from the defense and surprisingly don't have too many negative things to say it's It's a very uncomfortable pod I get it this is really really weird right now but uh, anyways we'll go ahead and move on to the midfield Jeffrey I just let's really quickly highlight Ox I thought Ox had a great game you gotta then you gotta highlight Milner and you look at Milner had a great game and then you look at Emre and aside from a couple of gaffes I mean he had a pretty solid game I mean that I thought overall was a pretty good performance from everybody in there yeah how many can we count on one hand how many times those three have been in the midfield so it's a might have been the first game yeah it's a fascinating combination this late in the game so Milner is known in these stretch runs to take a more prominent role is much to your chagrin go Joey last year with his left foot crosses, but Klopp put him in midfield for the stretch run and it ended up being a credit. He, he's looked great the last couple weeks, you know, yeah. port, at Porto and, and this time at home via versus West Ham. I think you're going to see more of them through the end of the year. And I think Milner's just built for this. He, he gives you the thoroughly professional. One of the few guys in the pitch that actually won things. So <laughs> he's obviously his his through ball led to was it Bobby's first goal? And it was sorry, it was Bobby's first chance. I think it was in the third minute. Like it, it was his ball through ball to to Bobby who passed it to the middle, and then it was missed. But I mean, he's playing brilliant football right now. It's tough to argue with. And then Jean controlled the midfield. I mean, he for a guy that's so assuredly leaving in but a few weeks, I mean, he's got everything to play for with the situation of the German national team and 
commanded the ball. You know, I think his takeaways, Brundish's stat was like 17, uh, which is just insane. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and he got a goal out of it finally, you know, for set piece. Crazy. Yeah, he's actually pretty decent at set pieces. Um, Anthony, this that's like a that's a almost vintage James Milner performance. This in Porto, you don't. I don't think he's ever the last two weeks. I don't think he's ever performed that way. You know, in a red shirt before. Mm. It's it's crazy to watch. It, it really is because you know you're worried having you know Rogers signs him, tells him he wants to play him in center midfield and. You know, he's going to make him assistant captain, give him the number seven shirt. So there's all these, I don't want to say expectations because I don't think really anyone had huge expectations of him. We kind of knew what we were getting with him. Mm. Um, but he's turned out to be a, a solid squad player for us over the years. I just, I've never seen him play like this the past couple of weeks. He's been integral in, in our wins. And, uh, you know, long may it continue. Obviously, he's he's getting on in, in years and his legs are, are you know, he's, he's had a lot of minutes on, under his belt. But he's just he's just been excellent and then so you know maybe touch on milner and, and what he's brought to the squad and again i thought ox just if you, if you want to mention him I, I thought he had a great game and the footwork that ended up leading to solid's goal i mean maybe a little lucky but at the same time you got to create your own luck so uh really yeah. happy glad he got the start today even though you know you, you may have not put him on the team sheet well with milner firstly i think with him recently anyways his performances I think he's playing the way we want Henderson to be performing. <laughs> like that's what we sure. wish for in Jordan Henderson, you know, our skipper like and Milner's doing Milner's doing the job. So uh, there's a question of of armband there, but he's only got a couple more years left. Um but he's, you know, he's doing what he needs to be doing and I just hope he can keep it going into the next few rounds of the Champions League if we can do it. Uh, in terms of the league, I've, yeah, I'm not that bothered right now. Um, but uh Oxlade <laughs> Chamberlain. Um I love him. Uh, he's great off the pitch. I love watching him and all these, you know, all the YouTube videos, all the interviews. He's, you know, he's a class act and, and on the field, he's, oh, it's just good to not see him in an Arsenal shirt and he's doing good stuff for us. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm just happy about that. Yeah. Absolutely. I second that. It's, um, you know, I think he's had more good games than bad games so far in mm, a red shirt. I agree. And, and uh, you can definitely see now that he feels more comfortable in the center of the pitch or that at least that's where he wants to be, that when he gets that game time, he's trying to make the best of you know each and every one of his games that he's playing there. So, uh, I mean, I, it's, it's really exciting to have someone who is in our midfield who is that quick, who can just get yeah, the ball and break. Yeah, I was just thinking that, yeah. So, uh, you know, anytime we're playing a team that we can counter against and uh, – you know, you love to have him in there, but also what I've noticed a lot watching Ox is that just the way that Arsenal played over the years and under Wenger is his one-touch football is is really nice as well. So it's not just the fact that he's this unit and he can get forward really quickly. Um, he, he he does have you know nice chemistry. He's working his way in and uh, with with the team and and nice one-touch passing and uh, you know that sh- nice footwork which just showed for the Salah goal. I'm really, really pleased with him. He's what I what I like about him as well is he's not afraid to to have a go outside the box, and we don't have too many players on our team that do that. And I I actually think it was on the correct me if I'm wrong, but on the Mane chance that Mane hit the outside of the post where Ox just ha, you know fed that little little tap through ball, which is beautiful. Mm. Uh, 
it looked like he was going to actually rip one with the, I think his left foot or his right foot going into the box. And then he made a little cut inside because the defender bit on yeah. it. Um, so if you bring that to your game where someone thinks that you might be able to, to have a go outside the box, it, it really opens some things up for him. So, but that's okay. Well, well, you got Milner and you got Oxlade Chamberlain and then Chan, Chan behind him with Lalana coming back. You got Henderson. Um, what, what, what do we do? Do, do? do we take out these boys who have been performing so well? You know, we what the five nil win in Porto? Do, do we change? Do we change the squad around, Jeff? Or do, I, I, I don't know, man. Well, I, I don't. <laughs> this is a predictable opinion for me. So, um, but you could like mouth the words along with me, Joey or Painter, who's listening at home at this point. So Henderson can barely play a game a week at this point, <laughs> and. I don't know if you can really count on him and his legs. I mean, Klopp wants him in the side. He wants to rotate him in. And so do I, really. Okay. That mm. makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he's been quality recently. There's no taking away from that. But he just late, he's not known last three seasons for playing in the second half. Mm. I mean, he's usually gone with an injury through the end of the year like it was last year. So mm. it's good that he's playing. and It's good that we're getting some value out of him. I just hope we sell him in the summer when he still has value. Yeah, with Henderson, that that's a tough one because it's hard. It would be hard for anyone, especially when you're only, what is he, 27, 28 years old, to go from the captain to being just another squad player. You know, so um, it's something you kind of have to accept as a fan, at least with his injuries, because like you said, Jeff, I mean, the best type of ability is availability, and he's just not. Uh, so you have to start there. And so that's why I do think his cat, the, the captaincy will, will be changed next season. And then you have to go from, all right, well, is, is he someone who I think he is where he can take that in stride and still be a part of the team? Or is that someone now that you have to kind of move along and maybe help uh, have another team help him revive his career if, if, if he does get healthy? To, to go back to, let's just say he is healthy, Anthony, and, and you get him back rotating in the squad – I wouldn't put him in right now because I like where, you know, I like Emre in that holding position more than Hendo. Hendo does recycle the ball pretty well, but mm. I just don't think he's as good of a cover for the back four as Emre is, and we need more of that right now. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I think Hendo is his best position is what was that 13 14 season where he played to the right uh, in the midfield three, he did a lot of the running for Gerard, yep, yep. Um, and just kind of did some of the scrappy work and. Just what he's best at, you know, just running, pressing, um, getting stuck in. And so I, I think he's better, you know, when he's able to go kind of let loose a little bit versus sit in that deep line role. And it almost feels like he takes on or feels like he needs to take on too much responsibility to make things happen on the pitch when really he doesn't. Uh, you, you know, even though he's the captain, I just don't think he really has that ability to, to maybe play the final ball or really create those chances. And, and he feels like he, he has to do too much. So I wouldn't rotate him in. I'm a, I'm a fan of Lalanas. I am. I just, with the way that we're playing now, and I feel like it's almost a, a fluid machine, and, and I know Lalana is, is a Klopp favorite, and I know that he engages a lot in the pressing, and he fits into the team well. I, I just, I don't think you put him in right now. For me, sometimes he can slow the game up a little bit, maybe doing a little bit too much on the ball, maybe a, a, an extra quick turn or two. Mm. Um, he's, I think right now he's a great option to bring off the bench when you need something different. Yeah, no, yeah that's maybe, right. You know, it's in the 60th or 70th minute, and we, we have maybe Genie and Ox who are just 
you know, maybe their pace and power isn't working and you need something different. So you bring on Lalana. Um, and, and it, you know, moving forward to Lalana is what now I think he's 28 and by no means is that old, but if he's not going to be a staple in the starting 11, I don't think you can start him. And <clears throat> excuse me, I, you know, you need to go with the younger players and with Naby Kate to come in, I think he's going to take that role and maybe some more signings. So I, I would keep starting Ox and Genie, not just for the age factor, but because I think those are the players that Klopp sees going forward, maybe in those roles. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's nice to be able to have these options now, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that the, the thing with our midfield that I think a lot of fans know is that it's not an elite midfield. There aren't, there isn't, you know, we don't have three players starting for us who you would consider top, top players in the Premier League. I think Emery is an excellent player, but we do have, you know, five solid players who are all, you know, within, while they all bring different things to the team, are within each other's kind of skill level, I guess you could yeah, say. So, no, I agree with that, um, yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're looking for that Nabi Keita to come in and really make a difference or, you know, whoever it may be, hopefully in the summer, uh, Lamar or, or Pulisic or whoever, you know, it may be to, to really come and make that difference and, and be that guy who you can't take out of the starting 11. So, um, again, yeah, moving on from the midfield, you know, it's nice to be able to have that. And, and you know, I think we'll see Klopp rotate a lot for these the, the last run in that we have with these couple of competitions. So if you're keeping uh, you score at home, like we talked about the back line, no problems, which is weird. Now we're through the midfield, no problems as well. Like, <laughs> is, is there any point talking about the forwards? <laughs> <laughs> well, now, yeah, now it's here our problem points. Uh, only, only four goals. Um, that's just, that's not good <laughs> enough. Um, I would like to be even more entertained than I am now. Um, I, need, I need at least five or six at of least, these guys minimum every game. So, there's uh, got to be a hat trick game. in every game from from here on right. out. Right, absolutely. But Jeff, right back to you, man. I, it's every week. There's there's really nothing else you can say. And all three of them got on the score sheet this game. Uh, just you know, pick and choose. Go where you want. Yeah. Uh, so I actually lied. I had three headlines earlier. I've got an extra one that we should talk about. It's relevant here. So Chris Bascom, everybody knows him on Twitter. Uh, today's tweet: worthwhile debate. Salah, for all his quality, has been fantastic. But in reality, Firmino clearly on course to be LFC Player of the Year. Discuss. Is that a joke? I I don't think it is. And I I happen to come down mm-hmm. as Firmino is is the all-around guy. I mean, he might he might hit 30 goals at the end of the year. Well, like yeah, well, Salah. No, no, no disrespect to Firmino, but you, you've seen all these pictures of Mane picking up, what, player? How many player of the month does he have for Liverpool? Right? It's true. He's getting all the goals. He's, he's getting get, all the get, goals. He's involved. What? And, and the assists. He, he's doing, doing well in both departments, but Bobby creates a little bit more. <laughs> he's no. that, he, he's no. that central piece. All of his off-ball work and his link-up play with the front three, I think he's what makes the front three work. Yeah, but it's not going to be, oh, Firmino created so many chances, so he's going to be player of this. No, it's going to be who scored the most and who got, you know, at the end of the day, if you take away, um, actually, that's a bit of an exaggeration. I was going to say, if you take away, um, Mane, I'm sorry, uh, Salah's goals, what do we have? But that's, that's <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> but the point, I mean, I think the point of sound, you take, I think it's just your personal, if somebody put a gun to your head right now, who would you pick as the most valuable player on that team? And it, for me, clearly, Firmino. Really? Wow. That that offense isn't as good as it is without him. 
I mean, I think player of the year and MVP would be two different conversations for me. <clears throat> I think you can argue the most valuable player that we have is Firmino. I, I could understand that argument. I think player of the year, though, in terms of contributions, it, it probably has to be Salah just in terms of his sheer numbers and what, you know, the goals that he's scoring for us, the game winning goals, the points that he's getting us right now. I would say he is the player of the year. And Chicks digs you know, the goals. I, All right, I well, okay. If it's I mean, MVP the, is most valuable player. Does that mean you're trying to tell me Firmino is worth more on the market than Salah is as of no, right no, now? No, I'm just saying qualitatively to you, to Jeff Hallett, to Anthony in this case, who's your MVP? And for me, it's Firmino. And it happens alliteration there. Yeah, I guess, I mean, in terms of the value and what he brings to the side and, and to Klopp's system, I can understand that argument. But in terms of just the player of the year, I would still say it's Salah. I mean, and I'm glad we're able to have these conversations, right? And, you know, speaking of the guy who we haven't really been talking much about, even though he's already has more goals right now than he does last season, is Sadio Mane. When, when you have a player who's not in form technically and yet still did, did better than last year when we were waxing lyrical about him, I mean, this, this front three is ridiculous. They are – you have people talking about them being the best attack in Europe. Any team that includes PSG, Barcelona, Madrid, um, you know – Napoli, Lazio, it's it's crazy. It's it's crazy to mm. think about. <clears throat> and so I think, you know, and obviously City, I don't know why I didn't throw City in there. They're ridiculous. But we're just very lucky, very lucky to be able to watch this right now and watch the records that Salah is breaking in the front three. And um, long may it continue. Lock these guys up for a long period of time. It looks like they'll all be here at least for a little while longer together. And, and you know, it's it's not even a question anymore. Nobody's filling in for those guys. It is them three in those three positions and it's nailed on. And I think the team gains a lot from that consistency and no matter who's on the pitch, you know, when you know that those three guys are up top, they're going to be providing for you. All you have to do is help them out. So, um, you know, it's again, we're just, we're lucky. I mean, lucky that the defense is coming around right now. Mm. And the fact that we have these guys scoring at this rate, I mean, we're over 100 goals now this season. City's the only team that got there before us in the Premier League. So it's just God. to think we had to go through. Stuff. To think we had to go through Andy Carroll, Diego Aspas, <laughs> Mario Balotelli. Look at us now, everyone. Ricky Lambert. <laughs> Ricky, I, I, I oh, like Ricky so Lambert. <laughs> I was hoping you would mention Ricky. Ricky I liked Ricky, Ricky Lambert. How oh, dare you? A lifelong red. <laughs> Scored what? Ricky. One? Didn't, one or two? 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 It's two. Maybe. That one that he slotted in the left-hand corner, was it against Villa? Is that the one when we were wearing yellow? Yeah, yeah, yellow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then Lucas <laughs> jumped into the crowd. Yeah, I remember. I was here that for that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was in, Um. yeah, I was at the dub for that. I remember oh, man, very the squad, cool. Yeah, it is crazy thinking about the the attacking options that we've had in, in our recent history and then where we're at right now. It's It's obnoxious. So really happy to have that. Gents, let's go ahead and move on now to our C index. So... Something positive that happened this week that got you out of your seat. Something negative got you slouching back. Jeffrey, what do you got? Uh, for my positive, since positives are <laughs> almost passe at this point, uh, it's weird to think weird thing to say again. Uh, so I I have to pick since I didn't pick him last week, Hamas Milner, because yet another business like performance. Klopp relies on him as we've been saying for stretch runs for to bring that added veteran presence and do that's actually one stuff like the number of blocks he gets stuck in he gets the ball forward it's like that was unquestionably his through ball 
to Bobby. That didn't ultimately result in a goal, but still, I mean, that kind of quality that had me out of my seat. I was, you know, doing a little dance. So amen. And the only negative, because I have to think about it every time I see Jean put in a good performance like he did is, Oh, how I will miss you. Emery. I know (laughs) you're probably gone and maybe there's a chance you'll stay, but I mean, fuck he's (laughs) Turkish slash German international. Please stay. Yeah, it's it's, it's my only sad to see him go for sure, and you know Stevie let that one slip, so he's he is uh, he is gone, and it's it's sad because I I think he is our best midfielder right now, and you know he there's all, he he had, he had I think he had a no look pass this game, I swear the one that went to Salah oh, for sure, that yeah yeah Salah the long long ball, and yep he, yeah, and it actually kind of didn't have the best first touch, but he's got something about him, and he's going to grow into his own, and really I think really really help out Juventus, so pretty bummed about that. Um, Anthony, what do you got, man? Mate, um, I've got no negatives, so I've got two positives for you, if that's all right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've got, a, right. of course, our boy, Mohamed Salah. 31 Premier League goals he's been involved with now. 20 goals with his left foot, most in the competition in the history. And what, yeah, like you said before, he surpassed Robbie Fowler. You said yeah, off air, yeah. which is great. <laughs> the, the, we've got the two boys up the top there. And um, another positive for me, personally, is, um, how's this? David Moyes has failed to win at Anfield as manager of West Ham, Sunderland, Everton, and Manchester United. Fucking oath. How good is that? (laughs) Take that easily for your negative. That's great. (laughs) Can be both. It's beautiful. So good. Um, Yeah, I mean, that that probably would have been one of my positives. Top that, Joey. (laughs) Moisey. Stuff that I liked that I can go for my positive would be Liverpool have scored four more goals in three consecutive lead games. Oh, yeah. games against a single opponent but it's not enough for you is it it's opponent. not enough for you no 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 i mean <laughs> listen that's the bare minimum right so <laughs> um we'll move upwards and onwards from here but it just got me thinking that stat because it was against norwich and i just remember those were probably all hat tricks that's mm, Suarez Suarez. that oh. led to that because that was that was a tough run in for them for a while there which uh, you <laughs> felt bad for but um with West Ham being such a such an inconsistent team, and you never really know what you're going to get when you go there, that uh, it's nice to have you know four goals on them in our in our last three. Mm. Uh, I, I you know uh, another positive that I was going to have was going to be Carius. Just you know he, he could have came in and he could have sucked. You know, I, and, and listen, it's still a small sample size. Uh, we still don't know how the next games are going to go until the end of the season. But imagine if he had come in and. Something shook his confidence. You can't really go back to Mignolet after you said that he's the number one. Uh, just, you know, the saves that he's making, the confidence that he's gaining and, and what he's given the squad right now, you know, in the run and in the end of the season is huge, is, is absolutely huge. So um, really, really pumped for Karius to, to be performing back there in between the sticks. Honestly, I think it could force Klopp to buy a cheaper keeper. I mean, maybe he doesn't need an Allison in the summer. I mean, Liverpool's... I almost ha- don't even think it matters at this point because we got Karius for like, what, four and a half million for, for chips, you know, like well, it's right. Exactly. So do you really need I mean, Liverpool's pattern isn't to go and spend big. I mean, other than Van Dyke, obviously, but if he doesn't have to spend big at keeper, you know, find another up and comer to challenge Karius, but maybe not an Allison that forces, you know, starting role change day one, day zero, you know, it could have a big impact. Yeah, I mean, I'd still like to see the best of the best come in. I, you know, if we have the money to be able to spend it, I'd, I'd love to see it. Uh, can you believe that I didn't go with Milner as my po- as my positive C index? I feel like if I did, 
a Lovren Milner back to back positive seat index or seat indices <laughs> each week, our heads would just explode spontaneously and never combust. Come out. So yep. just like couldn't do that to you know <laughs> make sure we all wake up the next day. Now, so just just, just um, before we end on that note with Karis, um, hypothetically, I just want to ask you boys. Let's say we do go on and we win the Champions League, and the ooh. whole time we have Karius in goal. Um, what happens? Do do we want to keep him? You know, or or, or no? Yeah, I, don't, I mean that. that You're would asking have to be an Klopp. obvious question, kind of like in trust that you know, in in Klopp we trust type of thing. But I think if he goes on to win the Champions League and have convincing performances in the rest of his games, I think you're, you, you kind of go, all right, you know, maybe we'll get a veteran keeper and, and have him start as our, our number one. I mean, that's just a guess. I would still, no matter what happens in my mind, I'd still like to go get Allison no matter what mm. and just mm. bring him in. Um, I mean, it might shake the team up a little bit. I don't, I don't really care. I want a top five keeper <laughs> in the world. Well, you do so, need like, an I, extra Brazilian to keep Bobby company. I get that that's, part. And that's part of the reason, <laughs> yeah, right? Sure. Al- Albi's not enough. The, the, the Spaniard's not enough. We need another Brazilian on the squ- in the squad. So, I completely agree with that. Uh, my negative, it's not really this week, but uh, I just randomly thought of it. Harry Wilson, just still really bummed that he's injured, uh, especially going out on loan. Would have liked to seen him get some minutes so he can come back into uh, you know, next season healthy and hopefully make it an impact and, and, and a run for the first team. So just pretty bummed that we haven't heard any uh, Harry Wilson news out on loan because he is injured. So that would be my negative. Gentlemen, before we get out of here, let's do a, a quick look forward to the upcoming fixture, which is against Rafa and Newcastle. Um, Newcastle, you know, not a terrible last run of games uh, of fixtures. They, they did beat United um, earlier in the month. They just tied Bournemouth, um, you know, last week. So, apparently I, I wasn't able to actually watch the Newcastle United game. I watched the highlights. I heard Shelby actually dominated that game. So, uh, you know, as a former uh, Liverpool player, it's going to be interesting to see him come back and, <clears throat> and, and maybe him and, and Sean have a little bit of a battle there. Um, but you know, they, they are down in the relegation zone right now. I'm or, or right above it. I should say, um, uh, so th- they're going to be fighting for their lives. There's a lot of teams that are, you know, coming to the end of the season, um, they're going to put, you know, a, a battle. It's it's definitely going to be a battle. Um, you know, and they it's will, it's. They've only lost. It at, um, no, it's at Anfield, right? Yeah, it's I, at I Anfield. Uh, well, um, they've only lost that, one of their last like eight games or something in the league. Newcastle. Two of their last yeah. five. Something like that. Something ridiculous. Two of five. Well, because like, because they've played cup games, um, but in the league, what they had, what one, two, three, four. No, yeah. Who, who am I talking about? No. So Chelsea was... <laughs> yeah, well, Chelsea was FA Cup. Okay, so that yeah, was yeah. the Cup. So okay. in, in the league, they've lost one in one in eight. And what was it, Manchester City that they lost to? Yeah, they got smoked by City. I mean, I mean, yeah. they're all draws and I get that. But like, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to build them up as much as I can. But we're playing at Anfield. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. We're playing at Anfield. Right. We're, we're going to win. Like, it, it's just how it is. Throw anyone out there. It's not, it's not going to matter right now with the way we, that we are playing. That's right. Um, Got the one U.S. Yeah. player in the Premier League, DeAndre Yedlin. Woo! It does seem like though Dwight Gale. For, maybe maybe it's just me, but I feel like Gale always gives us a headache. I don't want to talk about Palace in that in that last game, you know, and and the run and the, the great season that we had back in in thirteen fourteen. But he seems to give us some issues, and he's our top scorer this year with five, I believe. Yep. Um, I think he just had one last game, actually, if I'm not mistaken. 
But uh, you never know with Rafa. Rafa's still, you know, one of the best out there. Um, you know, he he can put in a tactical performance. I mean, pretty sure we, you know, we had a night. Nice, it was a nice day last time we saw him. But um, Matt Ritchie's always a threat. Uh, they do have, you know, Christian Otsu and, and Yedlin, um, some pace in there. So, you know, you don't want to read too much into it because it is at Anfield and it is a team who is near the bottom of the table. But you can never take Rafa for for granted. Um, you know, it's just it's just, it's got to be one of those games. Hopefully, we can continue the momentum that we have going into this game because it, you know. I hate the cliche like, you know, each game is the most important game of the season. But, you know, when it gets to this time of the year and, and you want to get space in between either us and Chelsea or Spurs, whoever it may be, um, you, you really you need to win these types of games like we just did at West Ham. And you need to go ahead and beat Newcastle at home. These these aren't points you can afford to drop right now. So um, hopefully, you know, we, we go into this game. I think it's on Saturday and just go ahead and smoke him and thrash him and continue this good run of form that we're on right now because we just can't seem to stop scoring. So mm-hmm. um, on that, may that continue. I don't know if any, anything you guys have to add on the, uh, the match coming up against Newcastle. No, I'm, I'm happy to just see it take place. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But uh, all right, well, before we get out of here real quick, let's, let's get some score predictions then Anthony, what do you got? Um, You know what? We're going to go f- we're going to go another four goals. We're going to go four nil. I like that. Overly optimistic in my case. So yeah, I would, who wouldn't love four nil, right? Another clean sheet. I think Rafa is going to come in set deep. Of course, that's what they do. Uh, And he's a decent defensive side. He's had some interesting results. They will beat United in his last league tie. So not, not terrible. But he's at Anfield, so yeah, clearly advantage Liverpool. But I, I see something closer to two 0 Yeah, I can see it being. It could be a KG affair. I could see maybe a two one or a one 0 for us. But I think if we score early, score within the first fifteen twenty minutes, then it could be a, a thrashing. So I'm going to say we're going to do that. Uh, it's going to be off a set piece early with with Big Verge. Lovely. And we're going to go up 1-0, and then I think it's going to finish uh, 3-0. I'll go with a 3-0 Ooh, victory. Nice. Well, um, yeah, can't believe I chose like a 2 There'll uh, be a clean sheet for sure. <laughs> yeah, surprising that I, I chose Emery's that. learned his lesson, and he's not going right. to take any risks. Well, no, because Dwight Gale apparently isn't playing, from what I've heard. I'm changing it. Dwight, Dwight whoever it is is going to score um, <laughs> on Newcastle, it's going to be 3-1. <laughs> I guess they're just too hard to... to Minulay's in, in the stadium somewhere. Yeah, maybe Curious is just slowly, like subconsciously changing my opinion on on uh, how we're doing back there. But it's just too hard to pick a clean sheet. So I'll go with 3-1 victory. Uh, Big Virgil will get on that score sheet. And uh, maybe <laughs> Robbo. Let's let's get Robbo a goal in there. Maybe that'll happen. Uh, that'll be uh, good. All right, gentlemen. I appreciate you getting on. As always, uh, Jeffrey, where can we find you on Twitter? Jeff underscore Hallett with two L's and two T's on the Twitter. And Anthony. Mate, I don't use it. You'll catch me when you catch me. You'll catch Anthony Kango when you catch him. It's, it's another, it's another Tyler Vinal <laughs> situation. Maybe years from now, or are we going to get you on before then? So, um, who knows, we'll mate? Who knows? Well, mate, I'll, I'll be, I'll be ready for, um, uh, I'll be hanging around for a couple months. So uh, you, you might get me on a bit more regularly. So after the Champions League win, then we'll have you on for sure. Sounds um, good. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter at TalkOnFP. You can find me at Jay Vishney. And appreciate you all listening. Gentlemen, great to have you back on. Jeff, as always, Anthony, lovely to have you back on after 
geez, I mean, again, two years crazy, but uh, hopefully we'll get you on again soon, brother. Excited. Thanks very much, man. Had a good time. Take care, boys. Talk on. Talk on. Talk on. Talk on.